It is Wednesday, the 18th of July, 2018. This is episode 337 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another sunny episode. I am Chris in the host seat and Ian in the analysis seat. Oh dear me. <laughs> it gets worse and worse. Good evening, Chris. Ah, oh, it's another sunny day. We should be enjoying all this hot, shouldn't we? Uh, we've both been moaning about it. Uh, uh, so, it, Glasgow is, is quite pleasant at the moment. It's just a little breeze, not too bad, comfortable. You're, you're a bit stuffy, sweaty. Oh, still stuffy and sweaty, yeah. Yeah, it's been two and a half weeks since we had 30 degrees. Just want 17 to 21 degrees Celsius. That is my sweet spot. That's where we should remain. None of this global warming malarkey. Um, do you want a confession? I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to autumn and winter because I want to do sunrise and sunsets. It's just, <laughs> just going to make it a whole lot easier for yeah. you. You don't have to get up at two in the morning to oh, go to Absolutely. I, I, plotted, I plotted a sunset um, hill walk and then worked out I'd be home at half one. Yeah. I was like, right, I could wait like six weeks and be home at It may be a bit chillier and a bit windier and maybe a bit rainier, but I might actually get to have some life. And that's out. my second confession. I kind of like that weather better. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. But you can't have everything, can you? So let's talk. Well, Facebook can't have everything. They have been fine this week. Um, basically, they've. this is to do all to do with that Cambridge Analytica scandal. Um, about them not taking good enough care of their data, letting Cambridge Analytica effectively scrape away all of the data that they wouldn't needed. Um, and they've been fined. They've been fined £500,000. Now, what it was made, the Information Commissioner said they had to do £500,000 uh, purely because this is when the actual infringement happened, the old data protection laws were still in place. Uh, which gave a maximum of £500,000, which probably when the data protection law came in and in about, I think, 88 or something like that, uh, that was a considerable amount of money, but uh, it's kind of pales now. Uh, had they been subject to the GDPR fines, they could well have found themselves um, facing, you know, like over a billion pound in fines. So they kind of got away with that in a way, but they have still had their reputational hit and you still see it all over the place. Um, Facebook is really in the doghouse at the moment with certainly the main news organizations certainly the you know your average punter on on the bus moaning about facebook kind of thing so they've definitely taken a hit and they're advertising on tv now i don't know if you've noticed those um facebook have specifically advertising on tv say we're getting back to what we want to do we're trying to get away from the direction we were headed in and newspaper i mean so physical newspaper ads as well um, so I, I I still still get physical newspapers even in this wonderful digital age and and you're leafing through you are that through. person yep leaf 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 and it's a full page Facebook ad mm. you know and it, and it's it, they've been stung you know yep. so I, I think they realise that people you know, there's a lot of people that are just like I'm kind of tired of this I don't really want to be on here it's certainly been a, 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 an onslaught of negative press hasn't it and. I mean, it's a shame in a way that we lose all the positive aspects that social media can bring and does bring. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, people are starting to get more and more jaded with all the news stories. And it just so happens that obviously Facebook being one of the biggest um, uh, and certainly the scale of the um, the issue they had with Cambridge Analytica was, was 
on a n- not really on a par with anything else we've seen so far, or that we know about anyway. Uh, yeah, I, 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 they get caught. You know, it's it's as basic as that. You know, there was data was misused and they've been caught. Yeah, it wasn't so much that yeah, Facebook got caught, but no, but Cambridge Analytica did the bad thing. But Facebook's only defence was well, our terms and conditions said they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then and so quite rightly, someone's come along and said that's not enough. And I, I think uh, the worst yeah, thing yeah. about the whole Cambridge Analytica is it's like you know the the we didn't do anything, didn't do anything, didn't do anything. We've shut down the business. Mm. Um, and then three months later, we've actually started under a new name to basically pretty much doing do the, the same, same thing, thing again. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're still using the same data set. Yeah, and again with the same permissions and stuff. So yeah. I wonder whether the time's coming that Facebook have to do a similar thing to Google and Apple, which is effectively just retain all that information for themselves to use. Um, if someone wants to advertise, then they give the parameters to Facebook and Facebook then show that advert rather than delivering out the information to the the client that, you know, it's, an, it's, it's like the reverse service. If the client wants to advertise to these people, then they must tell Facebook who they want to advertise to and then just leave it in Facebook's hands to go and do that. It's a difficult one. It, it mm. really is difficult. So it, we've we've slagged off. Well, we, we praised Apple for the kind of way they say they're protecting user um, rights, but then, you know, I've slagged them off because it, you can definitely see that, that, you know, the image searching wasn't as powerful and, not taking advantage of the clouds and all that kind of stuff, but you know they're, they're kind of sitting a bit pretty at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, no, and, and their business model is not based around it. Whereas the business model around Facebook is is all around, you know, let us build as much of a profile as possible and sell yeah. that. You know, that's it's certainly been. You can get access to that profile, yeah. um, and that's how you know we want to make money. And yep, and they are having to change that now. And you know, do do what you know do what the others do we've got this environment you can have access to the users via our gatekeeper and that's it i'm, I'm still amazed um google's getting away with it but they but they have got more of the model of yes. these are our services you can hook into our services and fair enough you can still go and get a profile i just don't think it's an ex- you, you can't you can get basic user details for things like login but actually i think it's more restricted on what you can get uh outside of that although having said that android we're going to come on to Android now, but Android Android does have all those kind of permissions models about releasing data from your phone and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, you're you're right. It's not they haven't had the stink yet, have they? No, and I guess I guess thinking it through, I, I think potentially they've got more data about you know me and about you, but they've not. It looks like third parties can't get into it as easily. Whereas That's Facebook, what, yeah, yeah. Have, you know, it was like you should have been the gatekeeper. You weren't. Good. Google effectively knows who you are and what you've done to a, to a massive degree because oh, so yeah, many yeah. of the services are integrated. And I was looking at, uh, I was listening to Infinite Monkey Cage. If you don't listen to that podcast already, it's, it's a good one from the BBC. Uh, and they were talking about big data this week and around how so Target in the US was using all of the data that they collect on people to identify um, women in early pregnancy and then sending out coupons to try and get them to come into the store and buy products that they needed, vitamins and all those kind of things. Um, and, and it was so subtle that, you know, that they they caused family rifts when <laughs> they were sending coupons to people, and then, but they, they hadn't been told that, well, they hadn't had the rest of the family hadn't been told that they were pregnant already. So it's amazing what data can give away about you, even at these subtle signal levels, especially when artificial intelligence starts interrogating that data and finding patterns. Uh, and there's an awful lot of stuff going on that, yeah, Google can certainly 
identify who people are and what you know to a level that it's quite frightening really yeah and i mean it's it, i'd and i guess it's because i've not thought it through enough you don't think about these things but it was the similar to that it's like you know google know when you're not sleeping well you know because yeah. they, they can tell by phone movements and other movements and they, they just know so they know exactly you know oh, he's and not... then on the searches you're doing so you know uh, oh i've got a bad back so you might get an advert for, you know <laughs> the, the adverts without oh, mattress all those kind of things so you know it's just little the things sneaky one like. i wasn't aware of was when when um apple this year said they were stopping um the kind of unique signatures that are getting mm. captured about your computer so that the you know that the by knowing all the stuff about the computer you're using, they know this is Ian, even if you've blocked a whole lot of other cookie settings. And it's like, yep. wow, I didn't know they were going to that level yeah, and they holding can, that. It's, it's screen resolution, all those kind of things can be just used. Just that to, unique fingerprint. It's, so the, it's the, screen resolution plugins that you've got activated in your browser. Yes. Once you start getting into the finite, you know, the real detailed level of what your browser is configured to do, it gets less and less permanent. And if you're from a particular location, they can then tell it's pretty yeah. much you. Yeah. So, so me and you could use the same <laughs> iMac with all the same internals, but the the browser config and the the, the screen where extensions, all those kind of things. That yeah, are all are all really different. And yeah. I was like, oh wow. Yeah, that's been around for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just I'm I'm old. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Google has been fined as well, uh, and this is a record $5 billion fine. Uh, this is Android antitrust violations. So <clears throat> this is all around the fact that Google obviously has a big monopoly on phones, on sheer numbers. And this was around them directing users to their own services uh, rather than uh, competition. And it all stems around these sort of top advertising bars and right-hand advertising bars that kind of... Um, appeared around search results which made it so yeah google advertised their own mapping service for example in advance of other people's when people were looking for location um and the reason they're in stick for this and and other providers who do very similar things aren't is because sheer numbers um that that use that android system and therefore uh, the monopoly side of things uh, and they the European Commission picked up on all these points and put it to them. And effectively, the arguments come come through, and they've yeah, four point three billion euros, five billion dollars. It's a massive amount of money on this um, for not for yeah, breaching antitrust laws, basically. Yeah, I was. Um, I must admit, cause, so this has been rumbling on for for you know a couple of years. Maybe probably longer than that. I think yeah. we were talking about this back in two thousand thirteen, fourteen. And I'm I'm still a bit. I must admit, I'm still a bit surprised that. You know, so so I guess we should state Google are appealing this. Um, so they, their their statement is um, Android has created more choice for everyone, not less. It's a vibrant ecosystem, rapid innovation, lower prices, a classic hallmark of robust competition. Um, we will appeal it, and they're also warning that this may affect the free business model of Android in the future. Mm. Um, and 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 basically, I mean, as you say, the, the EU you're turning around and saying, well, you, you forced handset makers to use Chrome as a default. You stopped forks of Android. But a lot of the, and I guess this is where I, I actually think, I feel quite sorry for Google. The, I mean, Android is fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, it totally gave a free and open system compa- as compared to the Apple system, which did exactly the same. All these things that they're being moaned at from Android's point of view, Apple does exactly the same. And they're just lucky that Android came along and took away the market share when it did. Because well, I, I, they I were more draconian than Android was exactly. about so, things. And, you know. There was lots of, um, there was lots of um, I guess, a lot of the, the legal eels were talking about, we need to take Apple to court because they're, you know, they've got an app store that doesn't allow you to do certain things. They're, they're locked down their platform. 
they're the biggest handset on the market. And then it was like, oh, but Android is now 90% of the market and Apple's just a little small player. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, even, even, even though... though it makes all the money, even though yeah. it's got all the profit, even though the App Store makes twice the money. And it's... if you actually look at single handset sales, you know, the only reason Android is so prevalent is because it's free for a manufacturer to put onto their systems. And that's why it gets used. Uh, if you took it, if you look at it as Android as each individual manufacturer's implementation of an operating system, well, it's not it's not so global at all. But yeah, and 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 Google as well. I mean, the, the reason they stopped a lot of the forking of of Android was they had a security issue, they had a real security yeah. challenge. If you go back, maybe I'm being harsh and saying like four years ago, but it became became a real. I mean, and we joke. I I, I probably do it every time because so, I use iOS. But we talk about the latest version of Google, and also when the yeah, three people are going to use that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, and that... But, but it's but it has got better, and it's the reason is Google are saying no, you need to use this, and you need to make it updatable. The only way they can compete and stop having those jokes against them is when they the the Android system is more solid, and therefore, yeah, you can't have all these infinite numbers of because then the, you know, an update will never get pushed out, and therefore, it will always remain unsecure and all those kind of things. Yep. So anyway, that's happened, and like, I mean, you know, what do you what do you think? I I think it's I just no, I think it's harsh. I really do. It's the same argument that was against Microsoft when they had the full monopoly as well on their operating system, though. It's um, it's equally as it's equally as valid now as when they had that market, yeah, which is maybe this is a you know in from if this was a small operation, <laughs> then none of what they're doing seems bad, but it does start becoming a little bit more anti-competitive. It's just like if you're a, if you if you did set up the most amazing map service in the world, you've got no platform to promote it on. So that's what that's why they get involved, and it does seem unfair. It seems that you're a victim of your own success, really. Um, so on that front, yes, especially given that we don't, as consumers, we don't pay for this um, and therefore we have better services and products by these integrations that get put there. But I guess from, say, from if you if I was trying to set up a competition against that the, those things, then I've got no platform to do that. And the barrier to entry is too high for me to go and say, right, I'm going to create a mobile operating system so that I can put all my systems and things in place. Um, that's never going to happen. And that's why these protections need to be there. We are slow. Oh, very slow. Not just talking about my running either. We are talking about UK Bless. broadband speeds. We're now 35th in the global table of broadband speeds. This is down or oh, something like that. We were in 25th before or something like that. So we're down a bit, basically. Uh, yeah. Uh, Madagascar and Bulgaria have overtaken us. <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem right when you say it like that it doesn't uh I, what i would say you know I, I think i've mentioned this before really broadband speed only affects you when you don't get it like now i'm on really super fast broadband i'm pretty happy like, yeah we, uk's fine what's what's wrong you know i can i've got lots of downloads um but yeah we you know we have been told so many times that you know the uk is dedicated to making us really quick and making 95 percent people have you know super fat broadband um but actually on the global scale of things we're getting smaller but it's just it is a it is a trickier proposition for our country we are bigger than bulgaria actually that may not be true but certainly the populace is bigger um so it's not an easy task but it it does seem a shame that we we're spending so much time focusing on how to recover from a situation of our own making when all that time could be spent doing more much much more 
productive things for everyone things like getting broadband everywhere and and putting systems in place and hey not building a stupid rail track that is last last yeah. you know if we had a progressive no if we had a progressive visionary you know government you know that actually looked at our spending properly because there's certain things that they keep saying with no money it's like there is money it's clear well, they find money. money when they need it don't they yeah it's, it's clear there's money and it's just about prioritization and they don't and they say that and they're not viewing cables and data lines as you know that kind of significant infrastructure that they see as roads and rails you know that when uh, arguably they're far far more important far more important uh, well, in, i think in i read so everybody's focused you know i guess particularly down south around trains at the moment and uh, timetables that, that keep on seeming to get issued and they're still wrong but then I read something that said it's only like five percent of the UK population use trains. Mm. Maybe it's and, a really and important five percent. But but it, but is and but and also is do they is there only five percent people using trains because you know we, our, our system doesn't work? It's one of those you would build a, an infrastructure very differently if you were starting from now. The, you know we almost peaked a bit too soon, right? Because. Um, a country being built now would build themselves differently. That's why in the Middle East, you see all these amazing sets of infrastructure with, you know, no cars on the roads and tunnels underneath and all that kind of stuff going on because you would do things differently now. I, I always think, would it be interesting if there was Google land, right, where it was actually run by a modern technology firm uh, starting from scratch, you know, starting from that kind of level playing field with all the money that they've got, um, what would you build nowadays, and how how would that be different? And that and it would be very different from what we have. It, it would be, and and I'd love to uh, see. Probably two or three years ago, I'd said put Elon Musk in charge, but he's now the Trump of of tech. He's and sounds a little bit Trumpy, hasn't he? Yeah, he a little bit, little bit Twittery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but every you know, I think his stock's still high, but I think it has dropped a little bit recently. Just don't don't slag off his little torpedo, and and you're <laughs> yes. and you're fine. Yeah. He was a bit gutted, wasn't he? um yeah anyway so we're, we're not doing so well on the speed well front if you know we're dropping down the, the leagues rather than going up which you'd hope that we'd go up the leagues based on the fact that um we are we are supposedly doing something about it but i think that's more words than actual it's, it's smoke and mirrors and i think that's what this is this, this is, is what these things hi- highlight you know other countries are, are making you know you know significant efforts to improve the infrastructure um, and we've still got, you know. We're just saying we are. Yeah, I mean, I've, although I do, I do have, I do have a, an incredibly fast fiber right outside yeah. my house, and I can't use it. <laughs> well, what, you can't use it. No, I'm, I can't use it. Yeah. It's not available yet. There you go. YouTube is going to crack down on fake news um, and it's going to start backing authoritative sources. So they're investing significant sums, so uh, 18.8 million. Uh, so trying to promote proper journalism um, and trying to highlight when things are not authoritative or certainly to promote authoritative sources above um, the, you know, the... the yeah, what's the you know the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Conspiracy theories, things like that. So things that people you know like flat Earth and all those kind of things that that get so much um, viewing because they put videos up really quickly after events or you know all the about the gun crime and and whether the government are deliberately setting off gun crime to try and get people to get rid of their guns, things like that. Um, so the idea is, yeah, let's put some money into proper news sources and let them display their content proudly on YouTube. 
good luck. It's, it's yeah. my, I, I, I don't know how they're going to do this, you know, and, and it, it's clear something has to happen. Mm. Um, and I think we've covered it with both, you know, Facebook, Twitter, um, I guess the rise over the last three, four years of, you know, things like fake news and we've seen all this stuff around, you know, Brexit and, you know, how yeah. social media can get manipulated. But it's also clear that, you know, if you look at some of the things, and, and this is where it gets really grey, um, and not for me, it doesn't, I look at some of the stuff that's out there, particularly the kind of the, the right, you know, the right wing politics side of things. To me, it looks really clear that it's all fake and false. Mm. But I've, I've got a colleague at work who says, I disagree, I think it's true. And that's how, and that's the, that's going to be the problem here. How, where do they draw the line of distinguishing what is authoritative news sources? Because, you know, you take, take the British press, you've got, independent on one side of things and you've got daily mail on another side of things and effectively they're both authoritative sources yet they tell a completely different story and so which one do you back or do you have to back them both and if you're backing them both how do you distinguish then between something that is quite you know a lot of people would find it you know especially in the liberal side of things that would find things the daily mail says extremely unauthoritative and you know but really they are fully they're full journalistic platform so you wouldn't want to say that they're not going to get the money because we don't agree with what they're saying how so where do you draw the line it's it's, it's a difficult one right it, it's very difficult so there was a recent a recent survey i saw that said still had bbc is like people class bbc is most authoritative mm. and at the bottom was um, the daily mail and the canary you know, so it was interesting that you know two very you know left you know right wing and left wing sources of news. Mm. Um, Daily Mail, long established, Canary probably last three four years really it's taking certainly come off. to prominence, isn't it? Um, but just talk absolute bollocks most of the time. You know, <laughs> but but, that, but that's it. But but, but then but they're from a th- supposedly authoritative source. So exactly, and, and certainly get, it's, and it's maybe on the extreme of. Exactly. It's, extreme, it's a stream of maybe and taking things out of context, but it's still taken from what you would still just about consider to be journalism. I, I don't know that I do, but, you know. I, as yeah. I said, good luck. I, I just think this is, um, and it's it's also, it's how, how do you stop, uh, you know, a viral video? You know, when somebody puts mm. something out there and it's like, so is that is that viral video of, so there's a viral video of somebody being shot. Is that authoritative? Yeah. Is, it, is it real? Is it yeah. being faked? Yeah. How do you prove it? Do you need to wait until a BBC or a New York Times actually, you know, yeah, we can verify so I, that? I don't know. Just don't know how they do that. No, and and equally, they're not they're not going to come down to the point of oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to have it on my platform, or I don't think that's the direction of this. They're just trying to promote the other sources, and I th- it's probably going to go into YouTube News, right? It's going to go into this separate section of their things that highlights only that content, but you can still search and go and find all these other bits if you want and. And people will still go and do that. Yeah. Um, Instapaper is leaving Pinterest. This is two years after the they've been acquired. So they 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 got bought up. They sat there. They did nothing. They got taken offline because of GDPR in Europe. And now it looks like they're being split away again um, to maybe try and get their services back up and running because maybe they're feeling they weren't loved. It's it's a very I I find the whole thing I found the whole I mean I, I used to use Instapaper all the time, um, eventually moved over to kind of pocket for more of that kind of side of things. But my Instapaper is still well loved, 
I found Pinterest buying them a very strange acquisition and mm. you know two years later I think somebody at Pinterest is saying yeah it's a pretty strange acquisition and because it looks like it's pretty much the team that have always been running it are actually going to end up owning it again it never felt like they they're a bit like um yeah the Borg never fully assimilated them and now they've just been <laughs> sponsored off of their little bubble <laughs> you know yeah. the, it just never really happened did it so and hopefully because they did confirm that they, they, they do want to become gdpr compliant so they can like you know let european users use it again it's a fair i still find that whole thing bizarre well and, and maybe this is what sparked it all that they're just saying you've not given us any yeah. we don't have a platform now in europe thanks can we play attention to this and maybe they've been told no you can't so eventually it's just spun out into argument and they've they've just said right we're just going to do our thing again then mm. thank you very much um i be be prepared to lose some twitter followers ian i'd have forget anything to lose well apparently you might be losing something like four twitter followers soon i, I lost three uh, okay there you go <laughs> so basically twitter has come along and said it is going to fully purge accounts that it has previously locked these are accounts that uh, looked to be spammy looked to be not real people um uh, were getting complaints against them all those kind of things they are now going to purge them and that will mean that uh, follow accounts will drop for most people that's going to be you know like i said three or four um but for people with significant numbers of followers so celebs etc that could see quite a culling of their numbers um and who knows if their egos can take this? So Katy, Katy Perry is the most followed at 109 million, million. which is and quite impressive. Like half million, yeah. Uh, she lost two and a half million. Yeah. Obama so, lost two million. Amazing. So yeah, um, the, the one the one that I should have went and did a bit of research on was Donald Trump because there was lots of there was lots of evidence that he had bought up. He was he was <laughs> doing the mass buying at one point. Every kind of every month there was like a huge. You know, it bumbled along, grew a little bit, and then it'd be like, there's 300,000 people. Well, there you go, Ian. Your job, should you choose to accept it right now, is to go to the Donald Trump Twitter account and see what the number is. And while you're doing that, I'm going to tell people that they can now get Microsoft Teams on a free tier. So Microsoft Teams is the kind of Microsoft version of uh, Slack. Um, So they saw that as an opener, um, an opening. Oh, 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 we've got a count. We've got a count. 300,000 they lost. Ah, okay, so, so all that was fake news. Fake news, man. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Um, oh, that was very disappointing. It was. I was looking for like <laughs> three, four million, and, and like everybody was right, and there's a big faker, and it's like, oh, okay. But no, they're they're real people. Well, just have another account locked is all. Um, yep. So this is so Microsoft's uh, Teams is basically yep, equivalent of Slack. They it was always a paid for service up until now, but they've obviously seen that that's a real blocker for small companies. So get your foot in the door like they have with other free tiers that they offer. Uh, and you can ha- if you're a small organization, you can now use the majority of their services. Actually, um, obviously, larger organizations, you're going to have to start um, paying, but it's not very expensive. But this is a way into their 365, they're, they're like the suite, if you like. Um, uh, it just seemed maybe a bit late. That's all. Uh- I, and I think I think it's like you know, so they've put this out, and it's it's actually a really good product, you know. So it's um, I've I've given it a go. It's it's a really nice, you know, compared to Slack's got all the the buzz still, mm. um, and lots of people are like, oh, we need to we need to stop them growing and growing and growing. And um, I mean, if you look at it, it it's what what they're offering now is quite a bit, you know. So 
um, you can you can you can you know for teams of up to three hundred you know per workplace, which is quite a big number. Yes, but so you're you're a big organisation before you need to go beyond this, yeah. Yeah, um, and you get unlimited chat messages and search, built-in audio and video calling for individuals and groups and full teams, and ten gig of file storage, which doesn't sound too much, but then there's an additional two gig per person for personal, which is mm. you know when you think about you know like you can store a lot of company documents ten ten gig. Yeah. Um, integrated real-time content creation with the Office apps and um, app integrations. And, and this is unlimited because usually with things like app integrations is where they start to say, yeah, mm-hmm. you can only do a couple. Premium, and, yeah. and, and you see like, oh, I'd really like to integrate with Trello. I'd really integrate, mm-hmm. like to integrate with you know, a Todoist or whatever. Um, but what they've said is unlimited app integrations with 140 plus business apps. And and it's um, it's actually for a, for a, they've actually gone from a, you know, quite a barrier to, this is actually a really quite a compelling product for nothing. The problem is that the barrier wasn't significant before, though, was it? It was um, no, but I think it's sixty dollars a year, so it's nothing. It's it's enough to block small companies, but if you've got that many people in Europe, more exactly. it's just because free tier allows you just to go and try it. You just you just go, well, why not? It's free now, especially if you're already using uh, Microsoft Office extensively, and therefore yeah. all this alpha's that kind of collaborative work. So yeah, it is now a you know. It doesn't even have the sixty dollar entry, and I think they'll see some buy up. But I, I also think, or not buy out, as it as it were. <laughs> but I think we. It just feels like yeah, Slack has grabbed the um, the march on this, and they haven't done anything significantly wrong that we know of yet. That's put a bad name, you know, mark against their name, really. No, I did, um, and and they've been really quite open and got lots of integrations and. Yeah, you know, and and lots of people are probably looking to have that integrated against the Google Docs, and you certainly know, it's, got, it's got all the buzz, hasn't it? Everyone's yeah, because it. because I think the thing is, it's like most small businesses have probably moved to Docs in the cloud. You know, it's just Google Docs is good enough. Yep, you know, you definitely hundred percent. Yeah, don't don't you don't need Word Excel. No, for a point there. <laughs> However, you do want uh, if you do want fully fledged um word processors and a small device to run it on well there's the microsoft surface go tablet this is kind of along the lines of their surface pro device but this is the smaller more convenient 10 inch version of it and it's a lot cheaper starting at 399 dollars although when you add the extras it's it does ramp that up quite a bit um but effectively it's kind of what you'd expect it's a it's a small surface tablet with the additional keyboard and the option for um, pen de- devices and things like that. It can be run as a tablet or a you know, kind of mini laptop with a kickstand, etc. It's got some ports, uh, s- reasonable specs, I guess, um, with all, what you might expect of, you know, of, the, of this kind of device. And I guess in reality, it sits somewhere between like a standard iPad and a kind of iPad. Well, I don't know where it is. It, it's, it's kind of just above a standard iPad, really, I would say. Yeah, uh, the, the only thing I could see is like, I think the kind of one that's at three nine nine, which got all the attention, is is probably not the one you want to buy. You want to buy the one that's at five hundred and fifty, because it's, mm. it's got double the RAM and and it's got a, an SSD rather than an eMMC drive, which is a bit bit naff. Um, but but I'd, I I'm actually quite impressed with this, and I'm looking forward to playing with one later in the year. Yeah, okay, that'd be interesting for to have those hand that hands on experience for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and it's just whether they can find the market for it. And and I guess the the best thing about the advertised that small the smallest version, the three nine nine dollars, again it puts it in that realm of oh I can do that. I think like say by the time you've specced it up to what you actually want and put the cover on it and put got a pen and done that, it's going to be a little bit more um, than you want to spend on it. But um, it does come with the cut down version of um, the operating system to start with. Uh, so it's Windows ten S which kind of locks you into their um, app store and only gives you the Microsoft Edge browser. But they have said that you can unlock the full version of Windows 10 for free if the user wants to. So um, if you're a bit more of an advanced user and maybe you want to stretch your legs a little bit, you can go and do that. But then you might start reaching the power limits. So it's all those kind of things of can they hit the sweet spot of users? Are there enough users at that sweet spot to make this viable? Um, it's the tablet looks a little old-fashioned with its big bezels and, and whatnot, but it does make it more practical because without bezels, you can't really hold it anywhere. So, um, yeah, I, again, like the design. The design is, again, same as the Surface Pro, really just a few tweaks, but just looks like a small Surface Pro. So I think they it's making their infrastructure and it, like their offering quite good. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I really you know, quite admire what they've done, you know, Brought out the Surface Pro and then it got better and then it got better. And, and it's been a, it's been highly rated now. Yep. Yeah, and then there was a Surface Book, which is a really nice bit of hardware. You got the Surface Studio, and they've now got that kind of bot mental. And I do I do think they're not they're not chasing you know me and you at home. The, the iPads won that one, and I think I think this is this is more about that there's some you know you know business enterprise users that would find this kind of slightly smaller device you know good enough, uh, and I think that's what they're channeling. What there is is good dynamism within the product line there because Apple have come out this um, this weekend or the, I think it was last week actually and they've um, come up with new faster MacBook Pro laptops. So basically we've had the spec bump that we generally get um, but there's nothing there's nothing revolutionary going on here. We're talking about processor bump. We're talking about that's about it <laughs> really you, you get a bump in 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 processor and and they oh they put the um the new screen color um system on board so where it kind of changes the tone of the screen depending on the time of day uh, you're right you're mostly right as, as a spec bump update a couple of little bits that interested me so there was things like um it's got the t2 chip in it so this is the this is them putting like ios you know chips mm-hmm inside inside their Macs. Which has been the direction they've been hinting yeah. at for so a long time. So last year now. was a T1, the T2 was an iMac Pro, mm. um, and the T2 does a lot more. So the T2, I was I was you know listening to another podcast about this, the T2 is equivalent to the kind of um the, the kind of generation ten chip. Mm-hmm. Um so it's really actually a really powerful little chip. So in um, effect they've put an iPhone inside of it as yeah, well. Yeah. And, and and what that is doing is it does a whole other so so that most of the reviews are saying, Oh, it lets you do like touch ID and hey city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but it's also a whole of security, it does all the encryption, all does all the drive encryption, it's actually it's a cache. Um there's some SSD speeds that have come out that look mind blowing and we mm-hmm. need to we need to wait for kind of better um reviews because that might just be the um the new file system. Um, that Apple are using, which makes copies look like they just take a millisecond. You know, mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, I've just moved it. Um, whereas copies usually are like, oh, I'll turn it away. Uh, so, so the T2 is really interesting. Um, the, 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 as you're saying, it's a bit of a spec bump from the the kind of processor. Um, the other bit that was that's, and we've talked about it in here before. It's like you know the keyboards get bust with a speck of dust, mm. but they're basically looks like they've wrapped each of the keys in a, in a kind of silicon 
condom, basically. Okay, so uh, hopefully they're trying to keep out the dust. Now. And, and what they're saying is, this is nothing to do with dust. This is about making the keyboard quieter. <laughs> and you're like, really? You know, is that was that the biggest issue that that people with the keyboards have got? That it's too noisy? Don't think so. Yeah. So, okay. um, and so, in some and, ways, and actually, it, well, yeah. in some ways, I was going to say it feels like a cut down iMac Pro. Mm. It, it, and okay. and it, what's what what's also quite interesting is the and and you can you can you can basically spend eight grand on one, and um, so you can put a four terabyte SSD in it and, and a thirty two gig of RAM and the, mm-hmm. the the biggest processor you can get and that comes in about eight grand which is like My that's a me. lot of money yeah um, that's too much isn't it and they're also selling um so the, so last year they brought in like these external GPU so you know support yes, for that I remember them talking about that yeah so this is the first one they're actually going to sell in the store so they've supported okay. other ones that they've not really supported. Um, but this is um, this is one um, that was from was it Black Magic? Yes, yeah, from Black Magic, um, and it's um, six hundred quid. But the reviews are kind of a bit meh about it. It's like yes, it does help, and yes, it really helps. You know, if you're gaming or if you're wanting to do some bits and pieces like that. Mm-hmm. But see, if you're just looking to you know Photoshop, Lightroom, you know, audio that kind of thing, it's not it's not making a big difference. It's not revolutionary, okay. Uh, but it looks actually quite a. Uh, it, it's a kind of. It's almost like a spec bump plus. Yeah, and interesting, like you say, that the T2 chip goes on, and maybe that is also thinking about future proofing for the direction they want to go. If that is effectively kind of an mm. iPhone chip, maybe it can run things like apps and stuff like that. That 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 the main processor then doesn't have yeah, to deal with. Yeah, there's there's whole loads of rumours about you know next year or maybe the year after they'll move to ARM within within mm. their Macs, and loads of loads of speculation They're... that they can't. They can't get the ARM chips fast enough, so it'll be a low-end ARM initially, and then they'll ramp up over the next few years. So just need to wait and see. Adobe is going to launch Photoshop for iPad. Um, so this is they they had a limited Photoshop before, but this is going to be the fully fledged, or at least a much more feature-rich um, Photoshop, uh, along with your kind of Creative Suite. So if you're signed up to Creative Suite, then you can effectively go and have a full version of this on your um on your tablet as well yeah it, 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 i've always been a bit confused so i use lightroom subscribe i pay get lightroom get photoshop that's what i use for doing all my photo mm-hmm. editing and the ipad was always a bit weird because there was like three almost four five different photoshop kind of light apps yep. you know use this one for this use this one for that yep. And then, and then you've got like um, Serif come along with, with a couple of amazing, amazing apps. I mean, one just came out, um, one just came out last week, and um, for thirteen pound. Um, so these are a, this is the Affinity range of apps. So they had Affinity Photo, which I think was two mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, um, that, and that's a nice application. Yeah. Yeah, it came out for um, Mac, came out for iPad, and it's and it's pretty much the same app. You know, so not a not taking the, the Adobe view of I've really cut it down. And um, and last week they came out with um, Designer. So again, vector graphics. If you're into, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, edit logos, vector graphics, anything like that, um, thirteen pounds. Yeah. And and it's it's I mean it is feature rich. And um, I just wonder if you know with, with you know is that is that serif eating to the mar- into the market a little bit? They've seen that there there is you know there there is more possible and people are hungry for it as well. Yeah. And also, maybe they're just seeing things like you know Microsoft have got all the Office apps on there, work mm. really well, you know, and and you know really feature rich, and it's it's why not the, the power's there now. One thing it didn't do, it didn't jump their sales 
that announcement didn't jump their sales like they did when they went to the Creative Cloud uh, subscription model. Um, so they have seen some really good um, share increases because it just it's a constant revenue stream they've generated. But this coming to iPad, I think it's almost people see that as an expected thing rather than uh, you know a, a, you know it's a needed thing rather than a, something that's going to suddenly give more value to the company. Yeah. I, I... It, it feels like it's, it's almost like a little bit of a hand up saying we should have probably done this three four years ago. Mm. Um, instead, we're doing it as soon as possible. You know, and I think the I think the chief product officer actually said that it was like my aspirations to get these in the market as soon as possible. Uh, and they said that it's Photoshop, but also maybe some other of their kind of suite of applications. Well, they're also going to think about and, bringing and, across. And Lightroom being on the iPad is really powerful. Mm. You know, so you can do lots of things, photos, photos in the cloud, and. It's just if you're editing lots of, you know, if you're editing like thousands of, or hundreds of raw files, still yeah. feels like I'd rather do that on a desktop, you know, yeah. and store more in crap and not put it in a cloud service. Thanks very much. If you've got a Sonos device, then you can now stream to that via AirPlay 2. So this is something they said back in October last year. So this has taken a little while to get here, but it is now um it is now possible and the integration just works as you might expect. So you see the, the Sonos as a, as a as another place to, to stream your content to. Yeah, nice update. Yeah, really good. And but if uh, you've got a Sonos device. It, it needs to be the right Sonos device as well. So it's not any Sonos. Okay, so it's just maybe the more recent ones. On that yeah, one. so you need like a Sonos. But, but it lets you do interesting things. So if you've got like a, a Sonos One, um, mm-hmm. which has got a, you know, Alexa built in, so you can start to do things like um, you know, AirPlay and then use Alexa to, you know, do a little bit of voice control with volume and stuff like that and mm-hmm. ask different things. Um, and it, it, it does work really well. So, Magic Leap has said that their reality headset is due very, very soon. So this is mixed reality headset. It's had a bit of buzz around this one for a while now, and they've said they were going to launch this year, and it looks like they will. Um, it's It certainly makes you look interesting when you're wearing it. It's like a I guess it looks a bit like um, night vision goggles, doesn't it? That, you, that 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 if you're an assassin, you might wear. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember the. Is it Splinter Cell? Yes. Uh, yeah, I remember. I can't remember what he was called, but yeah, he wore a pair um, of these goggles. Yeah, but that's what it reminds me of when I look at it. Splinter Cell. What was the guy's name? Oh, what, yeah, the other one was that there was Microsoft. I think tried to. There was a cat as a. There was a game character that was a cat. Was it the time? Something, something about time control cat, and he had a yeah. pair of goggles that were sat on his forehead that looked just like these goggles. Like, oh, but it wasn't Sam Fisher. It, what? That's it, the Sam Fisher. There you go, boom. Um, so these, uh, there's been a lot of buzz around these, especially given that it's mixed reality, which is obviously you know its own little thing at the moment. Um, the the problem is there's just we don't know what's going to come out for these goggles yet. So the device is going to be there, but we're not sure if you're going to actually going to be able to have anything to view through them and the cat you're talking about is blinks there you go blinks there you go so that was one of the original xbox games and the only reason that i remember getting this is i bought an xbox i know where i died i know where i went off time <laughs> but got an xbox got halo and was it dead or live and there was pretty much nothing else to get apart and from was blinks. it was it pgr there was a there was like four or five games and then within like was it within like two months they said by the way this is too much money 
and and instead of giving so they cut the price That's by a hundred pound, like, yeah. and they said here's you, tokens to get games. You can get a couple and, of games, yeah. and it was like Blinks is about the only. It was like the there's nothing else to buy because we all bought the. <laughs> I think you're you're probably exactly right. It was I remember it being an all right game, but I'm sure he had goggles on his head, right? No, he does. I'm looking at the pictures right now. And am I right? Do they look <laughs> relatively similar to? Yeah, they do. There you go. Boom. <laughs> sorted. And a Hoover he carried. I seem to remember having a Hoover. Oh, I've shut it down now. Oh, <laughs> damn it. That was, his, that was his time machine. It was a time hoover. So so let me just ask you. <laughs> did you see the, 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 the Twitch stream that they did with the Magic Leap last week? I didn't know. It looked god awful. Uh, okay, so so even they're going to get something out this year and it's also not going to be very good. So so the demos, do you remember, I don't know if you remember the YouTube demos. It was like whales come at the ground and water splashing through everywhere no, and really you know it was like this I clearly haven't been inspired enough to watch <laughs> and journalists were saying you know we've tried it can't see anything but they've got a product mm-hmm. this is fantastic and they did a twitch demo last week and it was like a, a little robot coming out the ground and having a little fight and right, i'm like yeah. really and so there was some nice things about how you can as it's as it's firing stuff at you you can bat it away and it knows where your hands are and stuff and it was like that yeah, looks all right but it didn't. It would look nothing like the concept videos, night and day. The difficulties of bringing a product to market. You know, that's Aye. why it took those head, those VR headsets, three, you know, developer type models before they went to yeah, actual production. I, I, I don't know. I looked, I was watching it, thinking, yeah, this is like, this is like the first bit, and it went on and on and on, and that was it. It was like, wow, is this the best you've got? Yeah, doesn't it's... raise doesn't raise the confidence, but nevertheless, they've spent a lot of money on this, so don't knock them before they go. <laughs> see you later <laughs> uh, the, the, the scrap heap in the sky just like Nokia that is all the news we've had for you um, I, I, I don't know if you've got a pick I haven't got a pick thought process uh, yeah there's a new app oh, he does have a pick yes. Ooh, he's, he's downloaded an app it, yeah this, 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 you might have heard of it it's called Affinity Designer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the vector. This is the vector application. Yeah, if you if you if if you're into doing that, you've got an iPad Pro because um, it needs a bit of grunt. You know, you've got a pencil. It's you know, it's thirteen pound well spent. It's a bargain. Yeah. And I, I'd say I really like the Affinity Designer. Um, I thought that was a really nice bit of software as well. Well designed and looked good and looked solid. It's not one of those ones where you feel a bit flaky around the corners. It actually did feel solid and you could do some really powerful things really quickly without too much effort. I do wonder if Affinity, oh, sorry, Serif will eventually move to like a subscription model just, just because mm. so many big developers and have. it's not very much money to spend so how are they going to keep that stream going you know so do they turn around and say 20 quid a year and we'll mm. keep you you, you can keep you can have the, the latest of everything yeah, yeah I, I, and i wouldn't grudge that and maybe honest. when they've got enough market share they will do that maybe that's what they're you know that's yeah. what we've seen for most other products that have been okay haven't it yeah so that's my that's my mm. small pick there you go all right and that is the end of our podcast so if you want to find out more about who we are digitaloutbox.com info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address twitter is digitaloutbox i am on twitter as cheesy uk my motor racing blog is academyracer.co.uk my running blog is cheesy.blog ian what part of the internet is yours um twitter you'll find me as sweeper 
My yes. blog is ianddee.net. And? And my photography website is iandick.com. There we go. Lovely. So we do have that. So if you make sure you put them in the show notes and everyone can find out oh, how yeah. to find so you, you as you well. So you go to iandick.com and it'll link off to all the new media accounts that are set up. Like you need a YouTube and you need an Instagram, you need a Facebook, you need a Twitter. They're all there. And all your Insta- your your photos are looking spangly. So that's nice. <laughs> Good job. But my next challenge is I've got a whole lot of video. And I find mm-hmm. video difficult, but I really need to make an effort and try and put together some of the drone videos I've got. Yeah, you should do, because when you have done that in the past, they've been pretty spectacular as well. Yeah, so so I, I, I think I kind of I kept quiet about it, but I picked up a Mavic Air earlier in the year. Oh, um, yeah. So I, I, sold the, I sold the Phantom, got a Mavic Air, and it's fantastic. Yeah. See, see, the, just the, see the portability of it? Um, it's very easy to get very dramatic footage as well as in you know even footage which is pretty mundane for a drone as in it's just going up it still looks pretty good and if you put it to the right music put it to the right tone of it it's it, it's special stuff and it's got the the they've really they've really upped the game with sensors so you can actually you know you know do a selfie and it'll mm-hmm. it'll it'll you know like go away and come back again and you don't need to worry about you know and it's got all the sensors around it so even if there was something there it'll stop and then come back yeah. and and you can do like you know do round a point and boomerang and you can it'll, it'll automate all the panoramas for you now so is there none of this about trying to keep it all level so it you just, just does it just rotates around and does and, it and the thing and you, when you pick the panorama you say do i want 360 do i want 180 horizontal mm. or vertical and Amazing. you just let it go off and then it stitches it all for you Amazing, it's yeah. a very clever bit of kit and the, the, the reason i like really like the portability is you hand catch it um, yeah, so, okay and that's and that's so so when i'm out on some rocks so my mm-hmm. first proper time was on rocks covered with seaweed and the sea plopping around everywhere and and i'm hand catching it because you, where am I going to land it? Yeah, and it's like yeah, this, yeah. I like this, you know. I, I just like that, you know. Does it coat just... with wind, all right? Have you had any wind to coat with? Um, it's probably pretty much the same as the other one, and mm. that you can, you know, fifteen twenty mile an hour winds is probably about the max. Um, but, but anything so... more than that is going to be too much, really, to cope think, with anyway. I think so, you know. So you can certainly when you're up at height, and there's been a couple of times when it's been complaining and saying, "Look, I'm I'm really windy right now." So you need to be careful about which direction you point, or else you get mm-hmm. propellers in the, the picture. Um, but no, it's all good. Really nice wheel, back kit. and and it's it's like you know again. See if you've got a rucksack, you can just lose it in the rucksack. It's it's nice. Lovely stuff. Thank you for that. Go check out all that stuff then, and Ian, you get your videos up, so we've got something to look at. Oh, okay then. And thank you very much, and we shall talk to you again very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. 